Killer Conspiracies, a Utah true crime podcast with Kobe and Brian. My name is Ted Bundy. I killed her. Time I tied him up. Got to blow their brains out thinking they were coming to get me. As well as cannibalizing and raping their headless bodies. Yes, that was a new intro. It's very tits. I know I made it myself. It's very cool. Anyway, we're doing this on YouTube, and it, it'll be on the link if you click if you type in HTTPS, or just put in taplink.cc forward slash killer conpon pod ut, and then share it. Share the link with everyone. Share that shit. Only one of you has done that, and that's Cassie, Kayla's friend, and Brian, of course, because he's the host. Oh, yeah. So share it, because we love you and appreciate you. And now let's get into it. Okay. Now we're recording on both. <laughs> hey, that, that freaking last part always gets me, dude. Cannibalizing. You, have you ever heard of the Ed Kemper yeah. story? He, well, his final kill, he cut his mom's head off and raped the head. He what? He cut his mom's head off, had sex to body, and raped the head. What the fuck? No way, dude. Yep. You can go first if you want. No, you go first. You go first. Okay. Mine's going to be a freaking long one, dude. Right. So this is Alexis Ras- <coughs> Rasmussen. I actually went, I think her cousin went to my high school just down the road. She was 16 from North Ogden, born January 24th, 1995, to Don and Kirk. Don and Kirk? Don and Kirk. Rasmussen's. After school on weekends, she was a babysitter. She was babysitting for Eric and Dee Millerberg on Wednesday, September 10th, 2011. Never forget. It's almost 9 11. Yeah, I know, dude. Basically, one day before. They became friends, started drinking alcohol, smoking Mary Juana. What? With the teen before Alexis began requesting that they try harder drugs like methamphetamine and heroin. Holy shit. Eventually, they even began paying Alexis in meth. What? Yeah. They started paying her like. And oh, drugs the babysitter. Yeah. One of their more 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 ruckus nights as a group came in August, a month before her death, when Alexis reportedly asked to become sexually involved with the married couple. What? She's only sixteen. Are you serious? Yeah. This is a quote from Alexis. D. No, D. Oh, Alexis D. is dead. She. she died. Eric and I started kissing and having sex. Then Alexis jumped in. Miss Mrs. Millerberg told the court. I don't know if a lot of this is true, because from three different websites I got all this from. Oh really? They would say kind of different things. But is the story true? Most of it at least, because he he admitted to one of his cellmates. Oh really? And then his cell how did they find out? They just like told on him oh, or something? Yeah. Same gang as in white supremacist <coughs> gang. I sent you the pic. I think I sent you the picture of the cover photo for this episode, with the girl in the middle, and the husband and wife are next to her. 
Was it on the Discord? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't see it. Yeah. I didn't freaking see it. That's right. On the fateful night of September 10th, the couple wanted Alexis to babysit because they were going shopping for their daughter's birthday. But neither of those things happened. What? None of that shit happened. I'll tell you what. As soon as Alexis arrived at the house, Mr. Millerberg helped her get high by injecting her with drugs. Once with heroin, twice with meth into her arm and neck. No way. Then she was, quote, as high as she ever had ever been. She and her husband performed oral sex on one another. D says that she was not involved in the encounter. There's no way, bro. Yeah, you'll, you'll, by the end of the story, you'll get pissed about what happens with her. A short while later, the drugs had, had a negative effect on the teen. She started freaking out, reportedly felt disoriented and cold. So she asked if she could take a warm bath in the couple's bathroom. Mm-hmm. After leaving her alone in the bath at her request, the Millerbergs checked on her about 45 minutes later to find that she was still cold. So Dee wrapped her in a blanket and told her to lie down in another bedroom. The couple left her to go smoke some ciggies and returned about half an hour later to find her unresponsive. What? She wasn't breathing. She had mucusy stuff coming out the right side of her mouth. Miss Mellberg said she was a nurse. And she was still doing all the She didn't drugs? do shit to help her. Really? Yeah. So they just they said that they tried to resuscitate her, but it didn't work. And then they're like, What do we do next? You know, like any normal person, let's call the cops. Nope. It really was a panic. The idea of it was we will lose our kids and go to jail. There was nothing we could do to bring her back, she told the court. And Eric was on parole at the time for burglary and firearm charges. What the He was also known to be part of the Silent Aryan Warriors, a white supremacist gang. (laughs) (laughs) D, who had also had outstanding court dates, Due to her involvement with two prescription drug frauds and child endangerment cases. So they shouldn't even have kids in the first place. Yeah. Says that she dressed the then naked body of Alexis, put her into a footlocker, which the couple moved into a box in the trunk of their car. They then left their six-year-old daughter at home and took the younger one with them. They drove all over the place, disposing of ev- any evidence that may connect them to the crime. They dumped her body in a remote area of Morgan County. Around you? Ten minutes away. Down the freeway. You know oh, where Taggart's is? Yeah. Right there. Right next to there? Right, right on the exit off Taggart's. Holy shit, dude. That's way close to us. Mm-hmm. Where Mr. Millerberg covered it with brush and shrubs so that it was hidden. What the fuck? That's not going to do anything, Miss Miller. He's he's not smart. I mean, Andy's a judge. Or Mr. Miller. Okay. Millerberg. But police only found her body six weeks after Alexis's death with help from a confidential tip from Eric Smith's one of the gang members. 
But they had left her purse in one dumpster with the box that held the body, then drove to a different dumpster where they left the carpet from the car in case there was any evidence on it, and then her body would be found. And it's where I put in Morgan County off I-84 near Taggart Exit, which I don't live too far from. Yeah. (laughs) She was missing for 38 days before Eric's uh, Peanut Smith. Imagine having the nickname Peanut, bro. Mm. I'm pretty sure that guy's a freaking bald, uh, like short, bulky guy. I didn't even look up what this guy looked like. But he would break the case for the police. He testified that he helped Eric. The other Eric, they're both named Eric for some reason. He claimed that he helped them move the body on September 12th, so two days later. But I couldn't find any. After, like, yeah, I couldn't find out if that was 11. true or not. And probably because they were like, oh, we're, we're good people. We ought to remember 9-11. You know, they just murdered a kid. This is the the irritating part. Dee would testify against Eric after the trial. She he would be sentenced to life in prison. And one of Alexis's friends testified that they had secretly got drugs, alcohol, and even sex from both of them. Her na- her neighbors in North Ogden said she would hang out at their house, sometimes get a motel room. But usually her friend, I'm not going to say her name because she was a kid at the time. Mm-hmm. Usually she would go with her on these weekends and anytime she went babysitting. So, who knows? Maybe she could have not, not blaming her though. I mean, but when she hadn't contacted her, she knew something was wrong. She didn't know where she was. But then she went and confronted Eric about her friend. He denied knowing anything. And he was like, we would never do anything to hurt you. Dee, the wife, was only sentenced and released after four years. No way, Being dude. released in 2018. And I tried to look her up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Couldn't find shit. Really? Yeah. And in 2013, while serving his sentence, Eric was stabbed <laughs> multiple times by a cellmate in the same gang as him. Unfortunately, he, he survived. Really? Yeah. No fucking way. Holy shit. That's that's it. Dude, that is crazy as fuck. Yeah. And like, I didn't know that happened like literally around the corner or yeah, something. I was in I was like a freshman or sophomore, so I remember when I was like freaking out. Did you ever see in the news when it happened? No. I was I was too busy watching like Adventure Time. See, yeah, I want I wonder if a lot of a lot of these things like um go past the news, you know, like it doesn't reach the news, it reaches like something else, like yeah. the on online or anything like that. Yeah, probably, but there was a I won't say any names, but there was a kid in my grade whose dad there's Morgan County Fairgrounds I think our senior year he went and just stabbed himself a bunch of times killed himself. What? Gosh, dang dude. Yeah, this town is pretty crazy. In Morgan? Mm-hmm. I mean, especially being, like, all this land and... Yeah, there was actually a kid that just got arrested last year. I think when we were working together, or maybe right after you quit, 
when I found out that he had, he was a year younger than me and he kept breaking into this house multiple times and was molesting this girl. And her dad walked in and found him under the bed and he was like wearing a mask and everything. Mm-hmm. And so he beat his ass and they were, they were trying to fight. And like, he actually worked for the Utah FBI. Really? Yeah. But I haven't found, I've tried to look up his like pictures. Like, like the dad or the... No, the kid. No Because I know what he looks like. I went, I had classes with him, but. What the fuck? Yeah. Was that like, I wonder what, like, was he doing that like sneakily or something like oh, that? Oh yeah, they said he would like open a window and sneak in multiple times. It was just that one time he got caught. Holy crap. Mm-hmm. I wonder why the, I mean, she was probably just straight in shock. Though. Yeah, she was only like seven or eight. Oh, really? Yeah. And how old was he? About a year or two younger than me, so like, time probably 24, 25. Holy shit, dude. And he's a F, like, FBI? That, that's what I heard, so I don't know. I could be wrong, I'm probably wrong, I don't know. Yeah. But did he get caught up for that, though? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. He's still in jail, but there's like no, nothing I could find about any proceedings. His case and stuff? Probably because he was in the FBI. Dude, no, that's shady, bro. But I, there was this other kid, same same grade as that one. This was a few years before that, though. He was a drug runner for Mexico. Mm-hmm. and Like a donkey? Yeah. And he was shooting at, like, a semi-trailer in New Mexico. And eventually the cops got called on him. And then the FBI came, and he was shooting at him. And they shot his hand. Damn. He does not have a hand from what I've heard anymore. The and, FBI and, guy? No, the dude I went to high school with. Like, they shot his hand off because he was holding a gun. And I heard he got, like, 40 years in prison. Oh, shit. He was, I think he was only 21 when he got sentenced. These are people I used to go to school with? Yeah. And I've had, like, three of my friends committed suicide. What the fuck? Was your high school just, like, fucked up or something, or what? No, there were super Mormons. And stoner kids and hicks, if you can't tell. Yeah. By where I am right now, but. Dude, I never had anything like that in my school. Most of the things I had was like freaking just a bunch of fuck boys and stuff. Oh, we had those too. Like, we had a, a bunch of like the different type of, you know, different type of groups and everything. But when it came to like, like killing or doing anything, it's pretty serious, you know. I never came to anything like that. Mm. That's wild, dude. Mm. But um, that's a freaking dope ass story, though. I mean, that's crazy what happened to him, though. But or the lady, yeah, or the lady girl, and especially that she got out four years after that. Like I remember, there's this one story I think I've listened to, and I think it was that one you were telling me about the. The one where he buried the kids and everything um, next to an oil mill. or Oh, uh, Chris Watts. Yeah. yeah. I watched that. I watched the documentary and everything all by myself. And I was, like, looking everywhere because um, I guess there's, I don't know. I was, like, looking on Facebook to see if there's anything um, of him or, you know, anything like that. Mm-hmm. But. I think it was either his story or some other story, but it was that I was watching. But it was like s- super gruesome to where like the they didn't have enough evidence to where to not be able to lock up the person, so they're walking like 
it wasn't the the drill or the oil one it was up another one and it was a girl i think but she got out scot-free for like i think she ended up like suffocating two of her kids or something like that mm-hmm. i think she was in she lives in florida and you mean like casey anthony it might be it was just her one kid though but they, there was like no evidence that she actually killed her yeah and then she got away with mm-hmm. it yeah mm-hmm. dude and then she made like a whole documentary she's like i'm just innocent and i just missed my kid yeah mm-hmm. and i because i i was looking everywhere and i there's even a whole facebook page about her like just freaking um like shaming her a lot a lot of the times that's good that's and then good. a lot of it was like um you know if they're like if if i ever see this girl or something i'll i'll kill her beat her ass or anything like mm-hmm. that you know, on site. Yeah, <laughs> basically to make it short, on fucking site. There was a, I don't remember the guy's name, but it happened in like the nineties or eighties. And this, his kid didn't die, but he was getting molested by his scout leader. And like the dad was at like a payphone. The video was online, and he's at a payphone, telling like he's talking to all the guys getting walked, and he just turns around with a gun, just right in the right in the face, just drops him. Guys, dang. He, he got no jail time, too. Really? Because they were like, this is just a distraught dad. Wait, so the, so he killed the dad, then? No, he killed the guy who molested his kid. Oh, I see. Dang. Well, I guess that's good, isn't it? Yeah. Holy shit. I mean, God forbid someone touches my kid, I would. Dude, I'd do the same exact thing. I got thing, some machetes bro. right up there. I'd <laughs> <laughs> start chopping holy shit dude yeah i couldn't even imagine if something like that were to happen yeah. oh that's crazy bro i don't know how people are, there's some people like that in this world you know mm-hmm. freaking psychos dude i guess it's just all fucking lifestyle like the way they live maybe mm-hmm. or something their past like the what's it called the jeffrey dahmer shit i mean a little bit when I saw the docu- documentary, is like his parents were fighting. He was a taxidermist, mm-hmm. um, and then like just out of nowhere, it just started it up. You know what I mean? Like, well, it was. It just depends on the the person, because either from drugs, or like someone's born that way, or like or like a. So, like, with Gary Ridgway, I covered him a few episodes, like, third or fourth one, Mm -hmm. maybe the fifth, but, like, he had actually stabbed a kid when he was 16, but one thing, he got humiliated, yeah, kind of made fun of (laughs) him all by his, his mom, and he would wet the bed, and so she would make him walk out side naked. Or maybe just around his brothers and would hang up the sheets outside. What? And she would make him get in the tub and wash his genitals a lot. What? And he actually later said that in the one part in the intro, the new intro, where he says, I killed her. Like right before that, he's talking about, he's like, oh, I wanted to have sex with my mom. But I also wanted to kill her. But I didn't want to hurt her. What the fuck? And he's like the most prolific serial killer. And he's born in Utah. Really? Yeah. But he killed in... Washington. Oh, I see. That's why I covered it, because it's Utah. Wait, what is it called again? The Green River Killer. The 
the green whatever it kills it. There's a big ass thick book right there you can read. I have a lot of, most of those are true crime books. I'm gonna have to look that up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I've never heard of that shit. It's the, the McDonald Triad fire starting, bedwetting, and torturing small animals. What the fuck? I think I probably heard it. You said McDonald. What? It's like the McDonald Triad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I've heard of it. I think. Was there a documentary on Netflix about it? I know. I mean, probably. I don't know. I like Mind it. Hunter. You gotta watch that on Netflix. What is that? Is that a TV show? Yeah, it's actually that book right there. It's based off of that. That's the guy who coined the term serial killer and first started interviewing serial killers. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. What the fuck? So, what's the whole TV show about? It's just basically based off the guys who created the behavioral science unit. What? They have like people playing Ed Kemper. Charles Manson, a few other guys. Ted Kemper one, though. Oh. That dude was good. So creepy. Really? Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to watch that when I get home, bro. Because yeah. that sounds sick. Bro, that's freaking creepy, though. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even imagine, bro. Poor R.I.P. Alexis, dude. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. Well, my story is just a run-on of my... Of Tommy Taffy. I wonder, I hope they can hear. It's pretty good. But I got my phone right here, actually. So I'm mm-hmm. not freaking yeah. sorry. You want me to stop real quick? So my story is from Tommy the Taffy, or not from Tommy the Taffy, but it is Tommy the Taffy. Um, it's a Reddit story that I found on um, YouTube. By Elias um, Weatherow. Just get that out of the way before I get copyrighted or we get copyrighted. But I'm going to be reading it off my phone um, just so I'm not stretching my neck. There we go. All right. So this is, we did the Tommy the Taffy before, but this is the police edition or side point of view, basically. That was the first episode. What's you was it? So the first episode, that was his dad's, the dad's yeah. point of view. Did you do both of them? No. Was just the first one on, like, the first episode, and then you did different stories? Uh, no, it was just that one, because it was long, remember? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and, um, yeah, it was just the dad part of the story, and this one's the cop. I mean, there's four different types, I mean, versions, I think. Um, so after this one, we probably must be most likely be doing it when he's um, grown, basically not a child anymore. So it's called The Night I Met Tommy Taffy. As a police officer, I've seen a lot of things during my time on the force. A lot of awful, sick things, things that make you wonder if there's any good left in a mankind. Things I've carried with me for years. Things I'm ne- I'll never forget. I've seen acts of human um, cruelty that exceed any horror you could conjure. Um, but there's one incident that stands out above the rest. One that has haunted me for years and has been cause of many restless nights. An incident that still causes my breath to hitch in my chest at the mere thought of it. 
something that terrifies me to this day. The night I met Tommy Taffy. Dun dun dun. We don't have the sound effect. Oh, sure. Isn't that on Discord? Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember. Oops. Where's the sound? I think is it on the oh, general no, no, no. one? Oh yeah. Wait, that that's Thunder Pussy. Oh, <laughs> I don't have a dun dun dun. Thunder. Dude, that's just so funny. You have to, yeah. I need to download an app with soundboards. Yeah, I'll have to. I'll recommend you one. I, I have one. Um, so starting at July twenty fourth, nineteen eighty seven. Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Say, oh fuck. Shit, we got a 911 call over on Tenor Street, my partner Henry said, leaning across the driver's seat and opening my door. I steadied the two coffees in my hand and ducked down, sliding behind the wheel. I passed a streaming a steaming cup to him and sighed heavily. Great. And here I was hoping we'd have a quiet night. What are we walking into? Dispatch said a young girl called it in. Something about uh, domestic disturbance, Henry replied. Taking a cautious sip. Fantastic. I love getting in the middle of arguing couples, I sighed. I placed my own cup in the holder and flicked on our lights and pulling out of the gas station and roared down the highway. As we drove, I agnostically tapped my fingers against the wheel. We had been on dozens of calls like this, but each time I felt my um, pulse quicken. Domestic disputes meant that one of the one of the parties was out of con- control. In one of the most dangerous situations to come from there, uh-huh, dude. Mm-hmm. Especially here in Utah, it happens a lot. One out of um, they, that's what it basically says. Oh. Out of control, <laughs> out of control meant unpredict, uh, unpredictable, and unpredictable mean meant dangerous. After a couple minutes, Henry pointed out into the night. There's Tenor. I spun the wheel. Got it. The road was dark and quiet. A neat line. Why'd you get scared? Why'd you get scared like that? I was, I was trying to click accept on the fucking app and it just clicks. <laughs> That was so, a perfect, so fucking that's hot. a perfect sound. <laughs> oh man, that was funny. <laughs> the road was dark and quiet. A neat line of small houses set on a quarter acre um, plots. I checked the address and then pulled into the driveway of a small two-story house at the end of a cul-de-sac. I scanned the surrounding houses, searching for curious neighbors. The street was still and empty, and I got out of the cruiser, the warm night airs um, caressing my face, and adjusted my hat. Henry mirrored me on the opposite side of the car, casting a quick glance my way. I don't hear anything, he muttered, watching the front of the house. The curtains were closed, but we could see the lights on. Probably saw the flashing red and blues and shot, shut the argument down, I snorted. Walking up the driveway, Henry joined me, and together we marched up to the front door. 
do the honors, Henry asked. <laughs> exactly. Henry asked, waving a hand before us. You sure know how to spoil a guy, I said, raising my fist and pounding on the door. Hello, police, please open the door, I announced. We paused for a moment as someone moved around inside. The dull thud of footsteps drawing closer. Then there was silence and I thought I could hear something or someone t talking, a male voice. Please, please open the door, I repeated, wrapping uh, my knuckles on the wood. More silence followed by the low muffled conversation. Finally, the door opened a crack. A woman peeked out at us, her fat or her face flush. Henry tipped his hat. Evening, ma'am. We've had a complaint about domestic dispute. Could you please open the door? Everything is fine here. She she breathed, her eyes shifting between the cracked and appraised us. Just just leave us alone. We're okay. I placed a hand on the door, my voice voice stern. Ma'am, can we please speak of the uh, can we please speak of the man of the house? And then a voice drifted out from inside and cool cool and controlled, almost amused. It's all right, Mary. Let them in. Shaking licking her lips, the woman stepped back and pulled and pulled the door open. We stepped inside and I noticed the disarray she was in. His her hair was a mess. Her cheeks were red and a sweat lined her her brow, and she looked uh, absolutely terrified. Henry and I removed our hats and gave her a reassuring smile as she closed the door behind us. Evening, officers. I turned to look and looked in the living room, and for a second my heart stopped. Sitting in a chair placed in the middle of the room facing us was a man, but he wasn't a man. His features were off, almost alien. A smile pulled his lips to reveal teeth that weren't teeth. Just a seamless stretch of white filling. The space along his lips, his nose was just a nub protruding from the center of his face and his eyes shinned the brightest blue. So a nose? A nub, basically. Well, the way they made it sounds like it's just a regular ass nose. <laughs> <laughs> a plastic nose, dude. Plastic nose. Um, his skin was perfect, poreless, and without... A single blemish. His hair was blonde and cut short, and he crossed his arms over a white t-shirt that read, Hi, I'm red in red cartoon font, dude. That guy's serious, dude. I'm telling you, he's causing destruction. He immediately reminded me of a doll, but not quite. Seems like we have slight misunderstanding, this man said, not moving. Henry shot, shot me a look that showed he was just put off by this man as I was. He cleared his throat and stepped up and stepped forward. Had a call come in that there was some kind of argument going on here. Just stopped by to keep the peace, make sure everything's okay. The man smiled wider. Mary and I were having a slight disagreement. Nothing to call the police over. What's your name? I asked. I suddenly couldn't, I couldn't shake this feeling, this cold, creeping finger running along my spine. 
My name is Tommy Taffy. I placed my hat back on my head. Okay, Tommy, are you this woman's husband? Tommy raised his thumb and slowly dragged it across his lips, his smile growing wider. Henry cocked an eyebrow. Sir? He's not my husband, the woman behind me whispered so quietly I thought I imagined it. I turned and saw her. Mary's standing against the stairs, face pale as fresh snow. Henry went to, to her and placed a hand on her shoulder. Ma'am, are you feeling okay? What's wrong? Her voice dropped even quieter, her eyes blood, uh, bulging and bloodshot. Get him out of here please alarms bells alarm bells um were suddenly ringing in my head and i turned back to to tommy jumping at the sight of him he had risen and now stood directly in front of me that smile still plastered to his face she's just upset right now he said soft he said softly his voice like soft butter she doesn't mean that i looked at henry and i saw um, he was suddenly on edge as well. Something about this situation, this strange man, the terror in the woman's eyes, it was off, all off. That finger caressing my spine was turning it up into a claw. What'd you, what did you do to my daughter? The woman hissed at Tommy. Sir, please step back, I said, placing a hand on my holster. Daughter, was she the one who made the 911 call? Tommy raised her eyes, eyebrows, his eyebrows, as my gestures stepped back. Officer, I'm, I'm cooperating and trying to resolve the issue. He looked past me at the woman. Mary, I just want to get back to the life with my, get back to life with my family. Henry put a, Henry put a hand on Tommy's chest and gently pushed him away from me. Sir, I'm going to have to ask you to go sit back down until we sort this out. Tommy, still smiling, retreated a few paces but didn't return to the chair. His eyes bore into Mary's, into Mary, something burning between them. Ma'am, it's Mary, correct? Is there a child in the house? I asked softly, standing in front of her to block, to block Tommy from view. She looked up at me and, and saw I saw tears fill in her eyes. He took her upstairs, and then she covered her face quietly, sobbed. My heart began to beat faster as I looked at Henry. I'll go, he said, pushing past me. As Henry went to the stairs, I turned back to Tommy. Did something happen I shouldn't know about? Tommy's eyes ghouled. Hee <laughs> hee Remember that laugh? Yeah, I was fucking dying. <laughs> dude, Tommy's crazy, dude. Sir, did you do something? I asked, taking a step forward. Tommy didn't move. I've done a lot of things, officer. Holy crap, dude. It was very moist. I didn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> so slimy. <laughs> the saliva coming in. I've done I've done a lot of things, officer. Henry thundered upstairs and I watched Tommy closely to see if I he'd give off some kind of reaction. He just kept staring at me, that smile plastered to his lips. 
Is there anyone else in the house? I asked Mary. The hairs on the back of my neck rising. She continued to cry into her hands, clearly in distress, but managed to pull away long enough to mutter, my, my husband, my daughter, I'm your husband, Tommy said, shaking his head, grinning. He shrugged and tipped tip, uh, tip me a wink. She's getting a little loopy when she's upset. You know how women are. Suddenly, Mary cleaned her fist and began to scream right at Tommy. What did you do to Michael? Where's Lily? What did you do to them? I jumped at her sudden outburst, heart racing, tried my best to piece together just what exactly was going on here. Before I could say anything else, I heard Henry cry out from upstairs. Jesus fucking Christ. What the fuck? What the fuck? I released the strap on my holster. What the heck and heck? <laughs> Fingers sliding around the grip of my service pistol. Confusion and fear collided inside my mind and it left my, my head spinning. I shot a look at Tommy's. He just grinned. Are you starting to fly back there? Yeah. It's cold as shit. <laughs> just keep reading. I was like, no one will notice. It's fine. <laughs> Confusion and fear collided inside my mind and it left my head spinning. I shot like a look back at um, a look at Tommy. He just grinned and then I s slowly backed up to the foot of the stairs. Henry, Henry, what's going on? My partner came into view on the balcony above, eyes wide, face white. He leaned over the railing and covered his face with his hands, sucking in air. He was shaking uncontrollably. Um, prayer is spewing from his lips in frantic whisper. Henry, I yelled, keeping my eye on Tommy. Henry pulled his face and his hands, his, his eyes bloodshot, pointed at Tommy. C cuff him. Cuff him right now. And then he was racing down the stairs, still pointing. You sick fuck. How could you do that? How could you do that to a child? Henry bolted past me, and before I, re I could react, he was... Tackling Tommy to the ground, spittle fly flying from his lips. You murderous fuck! They rolled onto the into the floor, grunting. And Henry fought to stay on top. Tommy had stopped smiling and trying his best to resist the onslaught. His mouth, the grim line along his mouth, uh, his smooth face. Mary slumped to the floor, weeping, huddling into herself, panicking, not understanding what was happening. I pulled my gun from the holster and pointed it uselessly at my partner and and Tommy. Henry had had him flipped over on his stomach now, and knee planted on his back. He retrieved his cuff and slapped him over his, Tommy's wrist. You evil bastard! You're going to die in jail for this! Henry spat, clearly sh shaken to the core. I stepped forward and pulled him to his feet, trying my best to calm him down. Henry, talk to me. What happened? His grit, his teeth. He grit his teeth, squeezing his his eyes shut. <laughs> the daughter's dead. The end. I'm just kidding. Tommy started to laugh. Oh, what a horrible misunderstanding! Despite all all appearances, I assure you, she's very much alive. Tommy turned his head back to stare at us. I clearly 
I, I care deeply about that little girl. I would never kill her. She was just being punished for using the phone. Henry's eyes bulge. Oh my God. And then he torn back up the stairs, screaming to hold on. My world just spinning the events before unraveling at a speed I couldn't keep up with. I keep my gun pointed at Tommy and I glance at Mary who was curled up into herself on the floor sobbing. Where's your husband? I asked, desperate to make sense of something, anything. What the hell's going on here? Mary rocked back and forth, her mind quickly um, disintegrated under the mental agony she had apparently undergone. She didn't answer and so I got down on one knee and gripped her by the shoulders, spinning her face me or spinning her to face me mary where's your husband so, though through tears streaked eyes she pointed upstairs her voice cracking and shaking under an avalanche of sorrow he, he took him i into the bedroom i think and then she's she was lost to me again retreating back into herself I pushed the brim, the brim of my hat up, mouth dry, trying not to look at Tommy, who was smiling at me from the floor. Suddenly, Henry's voice blasted down to me from upstairs. Get up here! I need help getting her down. She's still breathing. Hurry! What the hell? I thought shooting a look at Tommy to make sure he was secure before racing up the stairs. I reached the top and could hear Henry... Uh, down the hall struggling with something, but all sounds suddenly faded as my eyes absorbed the scene at the opposite end of the hall from Henry. I was staring into the master bedroom, the corner of the king-size bed poking into the view. Four ornate bedposts um, rose from each corner and impelled on, and impelled on one was the husband upside down. His mouth was split. His mouth was split open, and his lips kissed the footboard. Blood pooling at the base. The wood spire disappeared into his throat and reappeared out of his groin. His body hung completely naked. His, his skin, a mass of bruises and cuts. Blood, blood and shit coated my floor, and take a step back. Screaming, rising my throat. Blood and shit, dude. Sounds like a good Tuesday night to me. That's freaking blood and feces, dude. Yeah. Meaning he got freaking tortured so hard he shit himself, dude. So what the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? I could hear Henry screaming my name, but the versatile... Uh, vision held held me like a vice. I felt vomit vomit tickling the back of my throat, but found I didn't have the breath to expunge it from my body. Suddenly, a new cry cut paralysis, a shrill, high-pitched scream. Mary! Something thudded down below, and then I heard scraping noises, like something being dragged across the floor. Mary's scream ceased almost as soon as I, they start, had started. Henry was howling to call for backup for EMTs, but my mind was beginning to strain under the horrors I was experiencing. I blinked and felt dizziness rock me and I had to catch myself on the well, 
the wall to keep from falling. I stumbled forward towards the balcony and looked down at where I had felt Tommy. He was gone. Along with Mary, Tommy's cuff lay twisted and broken on the floor. Jesus Christ, what the fuck is happening? I sputtered, and then the power went out. I heard Henry yell in surprise and confusion as I backed up against the far wall, stumbling in the complete darkness. A voice in my head told me that things had just escalated to a level I couldn't contain any longer. Turn the lights back on, Henry called. Feeling like I was in a daze, I walked forward and found a ra railing again. I leaned down into the, the black, listening from for cl some clues as where Tommy had gone. My heart thumping in my ears, and then from the abyss below, <laughs> I stumbled back and crashed down the, the hall towards Henry, the, gr the girl, hands groping and grasping in front of like a blind man. I found a door and could hear Henry breathing in front of me. I dropped to my knees and called out to him. Suddenly, a light blinded me, and I raised my my hands to my eye or to my eyes. Henry lowered his flashlight, his face pale and terrified. What the hell is going on? He hits. Oh, sorry, excuse me. I started to answer, but stopped when I saw the little girl he was holding in his arms. She couldn't be more than five years old. Rope twisted and coiled around her, her body in knots and weaves that seemed endless. Her eyes were closed and her mouth was sealed with duct tape. I noticed her tiny cheeks were bloated like her, her mouth was filled with something. I reached out. Is he a pedophile? I don't think so. <laughs> I reached out and ripped the tape off. My fingers coming away bloody. Slowly something began to ooze out of her mouth. In a mixture of blood and saliva. Oh my God. Henry whispered. Voice shaken. Dozens and dozens of sharp tacks. Poured from her lips and dripped in, onto the carpet. My eyes met Henry's. And we shared a, a look of absolute horror. Gently. Henry reached into her mouth. And pulled the remaining ones away. Tossing them aside with uh, distinguished grimace. What kind of monster does this? I whispered. That's, that's not the worst of it, Henry said, shaking shaking his head. Look, he lifted a tiny yellow skirt up, and I felt a life of drain uh, I felt a life drain from my body and in brush of cold mental agony. What what did he how? I mumbled, feeling a lump of fear, furry and sorrow rise in my chest. Henry lowered her skirt. It's going to take a lot to get her right again. Suddenly, from the from the black beyond the door, we heard a creak of wood as someone ascending ascended the stores, the or the stairs to the second floor. I pulled my gun from its holster, and Henry clicked his flashlight off, shuffling against the wall and throwing me a terrified look. Kill that fucker! Henry whispered. I stood the pistol grip, growing sweaty in my hands, with my back flush against the wall. I peeked down to the dark hallway. I heard something whisper from the shadows by the top of the stairs. 
Officer down. Officer down. Oh, that was wrong. That was, officer down. Officer down. <laughs> oh, snap. Tommy's about to freaking rampage. I pulled my flashlight from my belt and ra and radiated um, or readed or readied it in my head, <laughs> bringing, bringing it under the pistol and pointing pointing towards the boys. Do it, Henry growled. I clicked the lights and on, heart sputtering and prepared to shoot, but there was no one there. I swung the beam of light around, jumping at every shadow, um, but the hall remained empty. I licked my lips and stepped out towards the balcony, fingers tight against the trigger. Where are you? I whispered to myself, a bead of sweat rolling down my spine. I continued down the hall and stared out over the railing at the foyer, foyer below. Everything remained silent and still not a whisper or sound. Back up, it's on, is, back up is on its way, Henry called softly from behind me. I turned and retreated back to the bedroom we needed to get the hell out of this house. I clicked my light off and knelt down besides Henry and the little girl. He shifted her in his arms and passed her to, passed her to me. I, I gently accepted the girl, staring down at her bloody pale face. She looked like she was dead. Tears suddenly butted in my eyes and I squeezed them shut, shaking my head. I know, Henry whispered, his voice cracking. Did you see him out there? Did you see Mary? Where did they go? A voice answered from the end of the hall from the bedroom where the husband was impaled. I'm afraid she had an incident. Uh-oh. That's Tommy. Henry and I jumped at the sudden noise and I turned our heads to stare out into the dark. Two blue eyes um, glowed at us from the end of the hall, shining like Colbert diamond or Col Cobble diamonds. Cobalt. 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 <laughs> Mary tumbled. Mary tumbled down the basement stairs and broke her, her neck. Tommy Code. Chuckling. Oh, I forgot that part. This whole night is turning into a da disaster, I'm afraid. That's Tommy again. Before I could say anything, Henry on his, was on his feet, snarling and pulling his pistol free. He lunged forward and pulled off three shots towards um, where the eyes were. Darkness swallowed up the blue and, and we heard the bastard still chuckling from the other room. Stay here. Henry growled. He stepped out into the, the hall and closed the bath the bedroom door. Is it reaching his limit? This thing's got an internal mic. Oh, yeah, it's a computer. That's sick, dude. That thing is just so good. It's so juicy. Alright, let me finish this. <laughs> um so I kind of the drum of my heartbeat, one, two, three, four. The bedroom door before me exploded in a shower of splinters as Henry was hurled through, um, through it, face first. He soundlessly crunched into the opposite wall and I heard the fatal snap of his spine severing. Um, I cried out, horrified. 
my breath rushing back into my lungs in, my, in a wave of terror. Get out, get out, get out. I gripped the little girl in my arms and stood um, sweat staining the collar of my shirt. I licked my dry lips and grit um, my teeth as I heard the creak of the wood of wood as Tommy descended the stairs again, his voice floating back up at me. Officer down, officer down. <laughs> I crept down the hall. I saw through the front um, windows over the railing the two officers who had been sent were now approaching the front door. Before I could call out, Tommy had flunged the door, opening a smile plastered to his face. What seems to be the trouble? He asked cautiously, swinging the door closed behind him, um, obscuring my, my view. Knowing I had a precious seconds, seconds I hoisted um, the unconscious girl over my shoulder and flew down the stairs. From outside, I could already hear someone screaming. I turned into the darkness and fled to the, the kitchen, blinking back um, sweat as panic grasped my throat with an iron grip. I bumped into a wall and felt my shoulder wince in pain, but I ignored it, desperately uh, searching for a back exit. There, a sliding glass door. I shifted um, the girl in my arms and pulled the door open, um, step, stepping out into the night, gasping what, with relief as the warm air dried the sweat on my forehead. I quietly slid the door um, closed behind me and heard Tommy enter the house once again. Keeping low, I shifted my way around the side of the house. Every sense cranked to 11 as I made, or cranked to 11. As I made my way to the front yard, the police car that had come to our aid drifted into view. The two officers lay, lay dead across its hood, their throats ripped out. Jesus Christ, I cried softly, voice straining. My mind was an exhausted mess of heightened fear and crushing trauma, every ounce screaming for my for release. Run, I said to myself, run, go now, before he finds you. Taking a deep breath, I bolted from the corner of the house down the driveway towards my patrol car. My feet padded over the grass and then clacked um, against the asphalt as I fled. Um, reaching the car in seconds, I threw the side door open and slid the girl inside, shooting a terrified glance over my shoulder. After she was secure, I raced around the driver's um, side and practically tore the door open. I collapsed into my seat and brought the car roaring to life. As I slammed to gears into reverse and hit the gas, I saw the front door open. I saw all the front doors open, every single house lining Tenor Street. I shifted into dot and drive and floored it, the tires squealing as we accelerated down the road. I watched in absolute horror as Tommy Taffy stepped out of every single house, a twisted smile lining his lips. My God, I whispered. He infected the entire neighborhood. I hit the, the corner and rubber screamed beneath me as I gunned, gunned us away from the nightmare away from the carnage, away from Tommy Taffy. It's been, it's been 30 years since that awful night. It's been three weeks since you looked at me.
not a day goes by where I don't think about the um, depravity, and depravity and horror I witness. How do you explain such bizarre violence and terror to someone who hasn't been exposed to such thing? You can really, and so I've suffered the memory, the memories and silence. No trace of Tommy was found after the incident. By the time I got the little girl to the hospital screaming to my radio the entire time, the neighborhood was gone. Yes, gone. The monster burned it all to the fucking ground. Every home, every house, every person, the entire street. I heard the report a couple hours after I rushed the girl into the ER. I remember standing outside the hospital, um, blood still staining my hands, and seeing the horizon glow from the glaze. What the hell have I, what the hell I've carried with me? But at least it doesn't all end in misery. I stayed in touch with the little girl I saved that night. Blessedly, she survived and has found joy in her life. I don't know who how she recovered mentally from the night that nightmare, but she has. I visit her and her husband every now and again. She really is amazing. I was over at their house a couple days ago, and they told me the most wonderful news. They told me they're going to be a parent soon. Dang. You would, you, you would understand how terrifying that is. To be a parent? No, like, if you heard the other story, because I don't want to spoil it right now because her being a parent her becoming a parent is a big part of the story mm-hmm. so there's a lot to that and a lot fucked up more shit that ties into that and maybe we'll do it on the next one yeah there's like two more parts of this this mm-hmm. story but that was the police parts um of that thing what do you think what it's pretty good i kind of like the first one more though Wait, why? Because of the freaking dad getting his... Yeah. He got the whole broom down his... Oh, no, that was fine. That was good. more like the... I don't know. I feel like it was more descriptive on the other dude's part. Like on Taffy's part. I think, yeah, I feel you. It was a little bit. Especially on that other one. um, I think he comes back and... No, they they think he's dead, and then he comes back mm-hmm. and then just fucks shit yeah, up. Yeah. Like that's when he takes the the dad to the front and just shows everybody. Yeah, who mm-hmm. the fucking man is, kinda. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dude, on the next one, I'm gonna do the 2007 Trolley Square shooting. 2007 Trolley Square. What is? It was a shooting in a like <coughs> Murray or Salt Lake or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also kind of want to do, depending on how this week goes, because my weeks of work are getting a little slower, I kind of want to do just like small little things like on Wednesday or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That would be a good idea. I mean, if you want to, you don't have to. Yeah. But it'll, be, it'll be like, that's a Kobe episode. No, we'll figure it out, though. Or, like, kind of like true crime news or some shit. I think I gotta do more of those, too. Like, I wanna try getting into true crimes, too. You know, because creepypasta, it gets to a point where, like, where's the real shit, you mm-hmm. know? But there's there's times where some of the creepypastas, you're like, 
is this actually real? You know, like my, my like my last one I did. <laughs> the fucking tremblings, <laughs> dude. But yeah, bro, because the, the ones that you bring out, I'm like, holy crap! I can't believe there's actually people that you know would have any mind to even do that. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's crazy, man. Mm-hmm. Dude, yeah. Because where do you mo- where do you mostly find your true? crime thing oh i i listen to i have like 70 podcasts i listen to gosh dang. So all day i listen to them on the work and i come home watch true crime on my laptop while i read something sometimes and if i hear a case it's from utah or like you go to murderpedia.org and what you go to different f- states really holy shit dude i'll have to send me that stuff later yeah we'll, we'll end this real quick yeah. Yeah. Fucking little close. Yeah, that's it for today. That's Kobe. I'm Brian. <laughs> no, that's Brian. I'm Kobe. Subscribe to the YouTubes. The new YouTube stuff. Yeah. I don't know how to do this. I'm just gonna end it. Goodbye. <laughs> I'm like, what is he doing with his fingers? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay.